This episode is brought to you by Push Messaging God's Urban Airship. They can be found at urbanairship.com and by ThinkNear. Their location score platform delivers the most accurate location targeting available on mobile. Visit them at locationscore.com. Welcome to This Week in Location-Based Marketing with your hosts, Rob Woodbridge and Asif Khan. It is time for This Week in Location-Based Marketing. This is episode number 213. We're recording this live December 21st, 2014. I don't even know what to say. Uh, my name is Rob Woodbridge from Untether.tv. At least this is half of Rob Woodbridge from Untether.tv, located in Ottawa, Ontario, Canada. And uh, with me in sickness and in health <laughs> from Toronto, Ontario. Yeah, it is Asif Khan from the Location-Based Marketing Association. We are both sick, <laughs> oh if you haven't figured that out yet. Um, and uh, I guess between the two of us, maybe it's one full person. I don't know. <laughs> I don't even know. I don't even know if it equates to that. We've been trying to get this done uh, Friday uh, afternoon, Saturday morning, and now it's Sunday late. It's about 9.30 Sunday night, Eastern Time. And uh, this will be the shortest episode that we have ever recorded because there won't be 15 seconds between coughs between Asif and I. Uh, I don't know what it is. The plague has descended upon us, and I've been I've been basically sick since last Monday. Um, and and a guy who does voice work all day, all night, uh, it, this is devastating. So I'm hoping that I can come out of this at some point, but. Asif, you're just coming into it. Suck. I'm just yeah. It just started yesterday, so uh, yeah, it's uh, it's rough. I've been coughing all day, and I'm I'm, I'm trying to hold back right now. So uh, if yes. I disappear, it's because I'm in the middle of a cough, like right now. <laughs> we had this we had this uh, conversation a couple of weeks ago about the fact that your travel schedule would let up, and then everything that has been uh, you know that you've been putting off will come and descend upon you at the same time. And here it is, the plague has landed. Oh, you're on mute. See, you got, you're on mute, Asif. You, you, your body's in a certain state, and then, you know, you you relax, you let go, because yeah. you're not traveling anymore, and then just everything comes in, right? So it it's, uh, yeah, it is over. Well, we have uh, we're gonna do this. We have ten stories that we want to cover. Uh, there will be no resource. Uh, well, actually, we'll, we'll there's a link that we want to talk about very briefly at the end of the show. We're gonna do our ten stories. We're gonna hold off on anything else just because we don't know how long our voices and our lungs will hold out. This will be a short episode, but I want to remind you that on the 29th, which is a week after this one goes up, uh, we will be doing our prediction show, and I predict that we will be healthy by then. Is that is that yes. a fair uh, prediction? I'm, I'm all for it. Yeah. Uh, do you have any announcements for the LBMA going into the Christmas break? No, we'll, we'll we'll hold them back for now. Yeah, we're good. Just you know, just just we would just want to wish everybody a safe, happy holiday that's a good thing to do yes yeah, we should do that we should do that and you know only two more sleeps till santa arrives yes. so whatever you've uh, put on your list hopefully you've been good and you're gonna get it that's do it you know, do you know uh quietly here my kids are sleeping so it's okay but um you know pc loblaws points uh president's yeah. choice points well I, I have been saving those points for i don't even know how long i think i've spent a million dollars at uh at loblaws and i've accumulated five hundred thousand points and I gotta be—I gotta tell you—I had this uh, this moment of clarity. We're like um, trying to decide between consoles, my kids' first console, except for the Wii, and we decided on the uh, Xbox One, right? Because it's gonna grow with them over the next ten years. And uh, I'm like, oh, that's like it's five hundred bucks. Did you know that an Xbox One is five hundred bucks? And then I was kind of walking past, you know, as we were shopping, and I walked past the electronics department of of uh, at uh, at a Loblaws, and I look over, and there's the Xbox One. 
and I, I, I bought my kids an Xbox One on PC points, and the guy freaked out. Wow. It was amazing. Like he's like, That's awesome. you have that many points? I'm like, yeah, dude. I've been say I spent a million dollars in the store just <laughs> to get this. So I feel like uh, like they've actually there you go. loyalty points work, man. They do work. Yeah. All right, that's my story. No more stories. Straight to the news. Our top ten stories begin right now. What do you say? Let's do it. All right. Okay. Our first 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 story, and probably our last official story. Our our first of our last ten official stories of this year involves Factual. Um, now, uh, last year, um, Factual. Um, added two new products and we covered this uh, i don't even think it was last year i think it was earlier no it's like year. maybe five six months ago yeah yeah so it was, it was mid this year uh they introduced a geofencing api called geopulse proximity and they actually at uh, introduced something called geopulse which is an api that returns a psychographic profile for a potential user based on historical location data collected by a publisher, uh, like a publisher or a technology firm. So they introduced those things, and at the time they introduced those things, they were just basically services that you could tap into, but it required Factual to come in and prettify it, I suppose, put a layer on top of it based on your requests as a customer of theirs. But now they've actually added a dashboard. This is a self-service tool that to allow agencies publishers and demand side platforms to segment and build audiences using their local analytics tool set. Uh, I really, this is, this is probably a, a piece of the puzzle that was required in order to, to scale this service because they would have to have done it manually. As I said before, this is just something that allows the customers to do more of the work. And it probably is a welcome, welcome, welcome um, way of doing this for the customers as well as factual. So factual adds dashboards to their audience and proximity platforms story. Awesome. Number one. There you go. Our second story is about that fantastical, amazing insurance company called State Farm, constantly uh, at, at the innovation forefront. Uh, they've launched an app called Car Capture, and this is interesting. So they partnered with Edmunds.com. You know, you know, everybody knows who Edmunds is. Um, and basically, what this is, it lets you snap the uh, a photo uh, through this app of the back of a car and. Just by snapping this photo, purely image-based recognition, we've talked about this a lot, you know, the move to image-based search, uh, it will immediately, you know, search databases and come back with uh, relevant information about that car, make, model, you know, uh, history in terms of, you know, recalls, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Um, all based purely on an image, uh, you know, snapping a photo and, and doing that. You don't have to type anything into a search engine. I love it. I love this stuff, you know, the simplicity of this. Um, and also they've partnered... Um, uh, not partnered, but they've they've put their, some of their own data in here. So while you're doing this, uh, as you snap a photo and 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 pull this information up, you can get a, an insurance quote uh, on that car at the same time. So uh, blending this data together, uh, I think it's really cool. Uh, also, um, uh, customer reviews on those cars, additional photos, uh, uh, and the Edmunds true market value of that car are also included in the data that you get uh, when you snap the photo and search. This is a perfect example, Asif, of a company that understands its target market, understands how to use an app in order to be able to get into daily use of somebody else's hands, in order to be able to extend their brand in a logical form. I love this app. I love what they're doing. They said that like they have a thousand cars in this database, and it's going to grow. I love that. Yeah. I love State Farm. And just a qu quick little location sidebar on that too is, in addition to obviously pulling that data up where you are, uh, it'll also help you find dealerships near you right now that have those cars uh, available. So, so good. Um, so good. Cool. Yeah. Very cool. Car capture app. 
All right. Um, I think our, our third story, uh, this is, I, I think in, we, we talked about this recently, very recently in Lisbon, the dancing crosswalks. For those of you who listen to the show or watch the show quite often, mm-hmm. it's that was way back. Uh, that was actually a human that was in a, uh, uh, you know, basically a captured human dan- humans dancing and it displayed it on the crosswalk instead of the guy, you know, not walking and the guy walking. Yep. There were people dancing. And the whole idea was so that people didn't cross the street, that they were entertained before they actually crossed the street. Uh, while the re- light was red, so that they don't get run over. This is what they did. So now in Germany, some students have come up with a concept for street pong. Street pong. It's a device that allows pedestrians to entertain each other across the street by playing pong against each other from across the street. So you play somebody who is standing on the other corner across the street, and you play as the uh, light is red, so that you don't you're not tempted to go and cross the street while the light is red. Um, they have uh, actually, um, it took two years in development to get this up and running, and it finally, finally hit the streets. Uh, now they're in, uh, it's only in, um, installed at city intersections in, a, in Hildesheim, Germany. Uh, and uh, it's been renamed instead of Street Pong. It's been renamed ActiWait, and uh, they're hoping to roll these out across Europe and many other cities. But this is a this is a you know I don't know how ADD we've become where we can't stop and actually just wait the you know three minutes or two minutes it takes for the for the light to change. But good God, now we have to play Pong. So we would rather we would rather play a game, one of the very first video games of all time, than just sit and wait at a street corner. But hey, you know what? Activate street pong on the corners of Germany. Awesome. All right, our fourth story. Uh, back over to uh, United States of America, and a few of our members have teamed up uh, here at the LBMA to do some interesting things. That is Lamar, the big out of home uh, billboard uh, company, uh, has partnered with PosterScope. Uh, who's also in that space, a, a communications agency uh, in the out-of-home space. And the two of them have teamed up to launch a world's first real-time trading platform for digital billboards. So this is, uh, you know, you've got all this inventory out there. So this is real-time bidding. Uh, programmatic also uh, tied into this around out-of-home inventory. I love it. I think this is uh, smart. It's where the industry is going. So, you know, real-time bidding uh, around uh, out-of-home inventory, powered through posters, uh, PosterScope's platform. They're also using um, Vistar's technology in here as well to make some of this happen. You just had, uh, we just had Vistar on the show yep. uh, just the other week. So I, I love when I see, you know, companies coming together, especially, you know, LBMA member companies like this, you know, coming together and working together to kind of make stuff happen. So excited about this. Lamar and PosterScope team up to launch a uh, real-time trading platform for digital billboards. And just a quick little sidebar story uh, related to that, in c- completely different, but... Uh, <laughs> it, 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 re- related but different in, in that... It's now the cold we're medication, the folks. We're, we're going over to uh, to the Dutch market now, and a, a company called My Adbooker has de- developed a supply-side uh, platform for digital out-of-home and uh, made it possible for demand-side platforms to gain real-time access to these screens. So very, very similar... Uh, again, real-time you know, access to digital out-of-home uh, inventory. You, so you're seeing it in the U.S. with Lamar and PosterScope powered by Vistar, and now you're seeing it over here with my AdBooker uh, over in the uh, the Dutch market. So and Coca-Cola has, has real-time bidding two, on two fronts, uh, two different continents uh, happening uh, all in the same week. Look at that. That's uh, that's crazy. I was thinking as you were saying Dutch company um, street bong would be perfect in Amsterdam where you yeah. you smoke a spliff as you wait. 
Don't you think that would be better like than it. playing? I, like, I think you should do that, Rob. Yeah, street. Make it happen. Street bong instead of go, street go to your bong. Dutch roots. Go to my Dutch roots. I just love that. Ah, uh, it's terrible. All right, our fifth story involves Apple Pay and a couple of uh, big names. Well, one huge name that we we would have all have heard of, and and uh, a smaller name. Um, both just kind of demonstrating how Apple is starting to encroach in the online world as well as the mobile world. So therefore, kind of taking on maybe a little bit of PayPal's business as well. Two companies, ChowNow and Priceline.com, have added Apple Pay to their ways and means of paying online. So uh, ChowNow, which is a uh, was an infrastructure play to allow you to put your menu online and to actually order from from uh, online, so that you don't have to deal with all that kind of stuff. It's a pretty cool service. Major upgrade to their platform by integrating Apple Pay, uh, and it's the first online and mobile ordering uh, business to do this with Apple Pay. Um, now they plan on updating all of their platforms in the in 2015, but uh, with with Apple Pay, you know, in January 2015, and all new cu- customers after there from that point forward will have Apple Pay, which is which is pretty cool. And then Priceline, of course, is that place where you can uh, get William Shatner to help you book uh, hotels and airfare that is uh, below market value. And these guys, it is the first company in the uh, online travel agency world to in- integrate Apple Pay as well. But as I said at the very beginning, this is the big story here is not that they've done that, but the big story is that they that these guys are doing it on the web and they are encroaching in PayPal's territory. As PayPal goes through this, I don't even know what they're doing. The, a dark period, uh, yeah. is that what we call this, where they, where they're separating from eBay and while they're separating from eBay and they're in limbo, they're still part of eBay, but they're not part of eBay and they're still trying to separate. Um, this is what's going to happen all of a sudden is that that Apple. Yeah. And other payment providers are going to walk in there and going to, you know, start eating their business as a result of this. So it's just poor timing. Poor it timing. Is. It's really but, weird. Eh? Like yeah. the Apple couldn't have asked for a better thing to happen. Ugh. We all agree that 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 PayPal separating from eBay maybe is necessary. It's it's okay, yeah, but it's, it's like a year too late. Oh my God! They should have done it. Like they, yeah, doing it while Apple Pay is rolling out across the planet um, yeah. is crazy. Uh, the timing on this is terrible. And here's a perfect example: Chow Now and Priceline integrating Apple Pay, and uh, you know Apple Pay is winning not only in mobile but online as well. There you go. All right, our sixth story: two powerhouses in the social location world. Power, power hosers, you mean? Power, power hosers. hosers. Yeah. Well, one's a hoser. One's <laughs> one's still pretty much a powerhouse. But Foursquare and Twitter, uh, are, it looks like, will be partnering uh, uh, around adding some serious location uh, content and sharing uh, power to the Twitter platform. So basically, powering location in tweets. Um, this is uh, unofficial. Uh, it's 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 coming out from. Uh, some information they shared at a um, an investor call uh, just uh, this past week, um, but in the slide deck that they shared, uh, there was uh, some Foursquare content in there, and uh, everybody's reading into this. Uh, so it looks like they're planning to work together in 2015. Um, they're they're talking about uh, things like uh, features like Foursquare venue check-ins in tweets local recommendations and uh, organizing content around a user's current whereabouts all of this happening via Twitter uh, directly in Twitter um, so uh, could be a powerful combination uh, could be a precursor to something else uh, we'll see yeah that's interesting to me because it's Foursquare data inside of Twitter right and yes. not and is it the other way around is it Twitter inside of Foursquare as well? I know I don't think so yeah. not how I read this yeah 
And and Twitter, you know, Twitter has the location capacity inside of each tweet to understand where sure. you are, but not not many people turn it on. So exactly. So so if you can if you can you know add a content layer like this, a recommendation layer, or you know uh, use Foursquare's user base to drive check-ins for those who still do that through Twitter, that that increases the Twitter uh, location sharing population. Yeah, it's it's interesting. Uh, you know, a lot of serendipity happening there. It, you know, context. There's not a lot of context around tweets other than location, right? Um, yeah. And maybe a little bit of sentiment as well. Mm. Interesting. Don't know. How, don't know how, how that'll work, but maybe this is Foursquare's last attempt to be acquired by somebody. There you go. Before obscurity. Have you played, by the way, with the Foursquare app on iPad? I have. And like, I think that as a discovery engine, that that's a great app. Maybe it's too late, too little, too late, yeah. as we talked about. But I, I believe that. Um, you know, I, I have as well, and and it's it's pretty good. It is good, <laughs> but again, enough apps out there that already do that same thing. Foursquare in Twitter department. In theory, we'll find out as well soon. All right, our seventh story. Hey, uh, see if you got uh, six thousand dollars kicking around. Yeah, just you know, I, I just I just finished shopping for Christmas, so <laughs> yeah, I might have to wait till the end of the first quarter. But yeah. Well, why didn't you buy your kids a satellite? Apparently, you know, I didn't know it was available. I just found out this oh week. Oh, my God. Well, I mean, th this is a $6,000 satellite. A Glasgow-based startup is trying to reduce the cost of getting a personal satellite into space with the Pocket Cube kit. Now, these are little Pocket Cubes are little five centimeters cubes that uh, are, are satellites. They hold the record for being the smallest spacecraft to launch and operate in orbit, which is kind of cool. Five <laughs> yeah. centimeters. And they cost yeah. six. The kit to build them costs six thousand dollars. Now the actual cost to get them into space—that's completely different. It's about thirty-five thousand dollars, but it's still a far cry from the much larger counterparts, which is about one hundred fifty thousand dollars to get up in the air. And they say it's the difference between they're trying to reduce the cost of getting a satellite into space from a house. And I don't know where you can buy a house for one hundred fifty thousand dollars these days, but a house mm. to a car. Uh, so one hundred fifty thousand dollars to thirty-five thousand um, dollars. This is a very unique thing. Um, I, I'm I'm really not sure. There, there are some huge implications, I think, around uh, low orbit um, satellites like this in mapping and GIS it's, and it's, location. It sounds like the kind of thing that Google would go crazy oh, over, right? Oh, my God. You know, yeah. you know Wi-Fi balloons things. and you know, all that kind of stuff. It sounds like this is a Google thing right here. Well, I, I believe like they'll blanket the, the lower atmosphere with these things and then map the planet right in real time uh, mm. with photos because just float up a bunch of cameras or a bunch of smartphones up yeah. there and, and have live streaming from space like that. I think... It, fascinating but for six grand i still think that it has to come down but for for google this would be a uh, a killer strategy you go to pocketcubeshop.com pocketcubeshop.com if you got six thousand bucks man i think that would be that would be pretty cool uh, the alternative i think is you i think it's a million or two million dollars you can send a small um a one inch um or, or one ounce uh package up to the moon and uh so this is your the, the closest alternative. You can put your ashes or your your parents' ashes or whoever you up, put them up into a into a low orbit with this six thousand dollars from PocketCubeShop.com. Wow. Nah. All right. I took Our that in a story. weird spot. I'm sorry about that. It's, it is the medication. Yeah. Over to Europe and the Nordics uh, in particular. Uh, Swedish uh, powerhouse this is hotel. Cool. This is very cool. Big uh, Swedish hotel chain. If you ever spend any time over there, called Scandic. Uh, S C A N D I C. <laughs> if, if you if you don't know these guys, uh, it's a terrible they're, name. They're big. They're big big company. Uh, Scandic. They're, 
Scandic. Uh, oh. DIC, though. Okay, just DIC. Doesn't matter. Um, <laughs> anyways, uh, they've launched something called Scandic to Go. Oh, um, it's terrible. It's terrible. <laughs> <laughs> so what is this thing? It's a mobile hotel room that travels to wherever you want it to be. So rather than you having to go and find a hotel to stay at, maybe you want to hang out on the beach and there's no hotel there. So they can bring a hotel to you. Um, and I think this is really cool. So they've... <laughs> Uh, launched this in, in the Nordics as well as Belgium, Germany, Poland, and the Netherlands. Uh, it's already up and running, uh, and the cost is pretty reasonable. In U.S. dollars, about $330 a night. Uh, basically, this is a, um, a container, like a, uh, like a sh- giant shipping container. 18-meter uh, mobile room includes two beds, free Wi-Fi, air conditioning, as well as a terrace to enjoy the views of wherever the room happens to be. Fully equipped bathroom and breakfast is even included, all for the price of $330 a night. And you can put this anywhere you want. People have already been doing this. Uh, the program launched in June. People have put it in the center, like right in downtown Stockholm. People have put it by a lake in Finland or on a Swedish beach. Awesome. Awesome. Just Love it. Awesome. This is what you call hotel industry innovation right here. Location. It doesn't get more location than this. You want a hotel room wherever you are? Here you go. Scandic to go. I want one of those. I want a kit to build one of those in my backyard and make And that then you can get studio. a pocket cube. Yeah. And you have your own satellite. Exactly. Love be the it. greatest thing. Terrible name. Scandic to go. Scandic to go. A hotel room called Scandic. <laughs> I, got, like, I didn't make it up, Rob. That's what it is. I, this is all. This is a lie. This this whole story is farce, right? Scandic, a hotel room. Scandic to go. I can't get that. Sorry. All right. As the thief dies on the other end, there. I'm just gonna keep going here so we can get out. <clears throat> Our ninth story. I got so much more to say about Scandic, but I'm gonna jump right over to the to what is going to save. The Royal Mail, right? Yeah. This is going to save it. You know what it's going to be? 3D printing. Just like in the olden days when you didn't have a fax or a printer in your office. Well, you know who actually did, who allowed you to use their photocopier, their printer, and uh, their scanner, which was Royal Mail. We had it here at Canada Post, and you have the U.S. Postal Office, the same thing. Royal Mail and iMaker will put 3D printing services in delivery offices across the U.K., um, and this is meant to really jumpstart this 3D printing industry. So if you can't afford a 3D printer, which there's still, you know, between a thousand and three thousand dollars, and if you want to do any kind of real 3D printing for anything of substantial, like a substantial run of a product, you need something that's much more expensive than that. But so now, instead, that you can actually do this at the post office, and they're saying you can do small product runs, you can do, uh, you know, some kind of sampling, you can do some prototyping from. Uh, the post office, and this is going to save the post offices because, as we know, nobody's licking stamps anymore. I just found out that it cost a dollar to send a letter in Canada. The last time I sent a letter in Canada was 48 cents, man. 48 cents. So um, this is going to be the pilot program in central London's new Cavendish Street delivery office, and it's going to expand as it sees fit, as it, as demand dictates this. Um, so uh, apparently, I went to the website, but you, I couldn't find anything. On the Royal Mail's website, you can actually see some of the products that are for sale that have been created from 3D printers. I'm pretty sure they're just lame-o uh, cell phone cases and 3D uh, trophies. Chains. Yeah, and, and basically, I don't know what else it could be. Um, but this is, this is you know, um, a, a unique way of doing it. Again, I don't think that this is going to save. This is like a temporary thing until 3D printers, just like photocopiers and inkjet printers, drops below that $1,000 mark where it becomes affordable for the households to be able to do it. Um, So I suppose if you're looking for that 
you know, pipe that you need to uh, 3D print, you can do it from the Royal Mail. And uh, it, at least it's a stopgap measure um, until Royal Mail and all mail and all post offices go out of business, which will be soon, which will be really, really, really soon. All right. That's our ninth story. Steve, can you believe we're on to the last one here? We're almost there, except for the fact that I just, I don't know, I wasn't thinking. I didn't know I was going to be sick. So this last story is like three in one. Well, you do that to yourself all the time. I know. Now I know, it bites you in the ass. This is a founding, uh, a, a funding, sorry, roundup. Okay. Three, uh, three funding stories. Very quickly, uh, just want to share some deals that happened this past week. So Qualcomm, you know these guys, uh, they, bought a comp- uh, they bought a company called CSR out of the UK for $2.5 billion. Small. This is to boost their automotive, infotainment, and Internet of Things business. Um, you know Qualcomm spun off Gimbal. Yep. Uh, and uh, CSR is a company that's uh, heavy into satellite and cellular-based lo- local location beaconing technologies. Uh, so this is all about location services, uh, $2.5 billion acquisition by Qualcomm of CSR, a UK-based company. That's one. Number two, uh, TuneCore, T-U-N-E-C-O-R-E, bought a company called DropCloud. And I got to spell this one too. This is Drop, like you could expect, and Cloud is K-L-O-U-D. Um, this is a startup uh, that they've acquired. Uh, <clears throat> And this is interesting. This is in the music and entertainment space. So DropCloud is a platform that lets artists provide fans with exclusive content accessed via mobile app at specific locations. So this is content you can only listen to when you're in a specific location. Um, so think about you know a concert or a gig uh, and a band delivering content that's only available to the fans that are there at that time. Uh, so TuneCore, uh, as I said, has acquired these guys. There was I didn't see any any uh, any numbers on this uh, specifically in terms of uh, what what the value of the deal was. But um, anyhow, TuneCore acquires DropCloud, and lastly. Uh, another big deal, um, and uh, again, uh, I know I, I only know it's big because I know the two companies are pretty big. I don't know what the actual uh, dollar value was, but uh, uh, Mozito uh, acquired a company called Corefire. These are two companies that are in the mobile payments uh, and loyalty space coming together. Uh, Corefire was 100% owned by SK, that's in uh, South Korea Telecom, uh, CNC division, uh, their IT services division. Um, so SK, you know, like this is interesting, right? Because you have SK kind of moving all over the place in the U.S. right now, right? They have a big Atlanta operation. They bought Shopkick. Um, now they're, you know, sort of kind of pushing this off, but there's still, you know, there's there's people there, right? Like they're seeding the market um, here. Um they're also working with uh, Atlanta's uh, Earthlink uh, down there, so they're heavy into location and satellite and all this kind of stuff. So anyway, Mozito uh, buys Corefire. Um, <clears throat> I understand that there's a billion-dollar valuation at the last funding round, so if that gives you a, a sense of the size of the deal, um, it, it's it, it's sizable. So again, these guys are Mozito, and these guys are in the mobile payments and loyalty uh, space. By the way, Mozito... Uh, just out of interest sake, uh, they're based in Austin, and they will be one of the key sponsors at our upcoming Retail Loco at South by Southwest. So not only are they buying companies like Corefire, they are coming to Retail Loco, and you can see them there. You're not charging enough then, Asif. Yeah. I think that's the problem is that you know they're not spending it in the right places. Maybe maybe Corefire is the right choice, but whatever it is that you're asking, you should double. Mozito, if you're listening, pay them double. It's a good conference to be a part. Yeah. All right, those uh, are the top 10 stories. We got through those relatively unscathed. Um, and, you know, if your story wasn't in there, you uh, shame, 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 shame on you. It should be in there. Uh, reach out to me, robinontether.tv, uh, or asif at thelbma.com. 
We will include your stories. We will find a story. We'll wrap it around in a nice bouquet and we will present it to you and you will be impressed with your own story. And then you can actually send it to your parents and send it to your wife hey. and send it to your family. Yeah. Send it to the grandparents um, and it will live in, you know, you will be famous forever as a result of being on the show. Uh, before we actually get to our, our quick resource of the week, I have to actually bring in an ad. This is where we get paid. This is what we have to do in order to be able to bring you this show. Uh, and I just keep reminding everybody, there is a way that you can actually participate in the show. If you don't have a story, you can sponsor this podcast, just like our good friends here at Think Near. So sit back, listen to this, and then we'll be right back on the flip with a very important, very important resource uh, of the week for you. And then we're going to wrap this up really quickly, and both of us are going to go to bed. How does that sound? Yep. All right. Sounds good to me. Here, listen, learn about Think Near. It is time to talk to you about our sponsor, Think Near. I guess I could tell you what they do, but I like to put people on the spot. So I asked a bunch of Think Near employees what their company does. My name is Lauren Bilberg, and I am the president and general manager of Think Near. I'm John Hennigan. I'm the VP of software engineering for Think Near. Lucas Dickey is my name, and I am vice president of product at Think Near. Brett Cohn. I am the VP of Marketing for Thinknear. Thinknear is a location-based advertising network. Um, I always describe it as being, you know, location-based advertising. So hitting the right user um, at the right place with the right message. So Thinknear is a technology platform that focuses on mobile advertising. We specialize in delivering advertising solutions uh, for our customers that focus on location. We provide our clients and customers a great opportunity to get their advertising directly to the individuals who are most likely to act on it, primarily based on where they are at the time they receive the advertising. At our core, what we're trying to do is connect brands and agencies with mobile consumers on their phones. Not so bad, but how about you give it to us in plain English? So with my wife and her friends who don't really get into the, the how the sausage is made, I'm like, you know, when you get the message that seems to be um, exactly what you, you are near or whatever seems to suggest to you that, hey, you should be doing this thing or taking advantage of things that's nearby, that's us. Um, I say, you know, they'll go, that seems a little creepy. And I'll say, well, you're also more likely to engage with the thing that resonates with you too, right? And they go, yeah, that's true. So I think, you know, there's the market catching up to the creepy factor, um, but also making sure that the message, you know, resonates with them. And if it doesn't, then they're, you know, it's not going to get their attention. So that's what we do. And now you know how the Think Near sausage gets made. All right, we are back for our resource of the week. But listen, uh, before we do that, if you are interested in sponsoring this, it is very simple. You just reach out to me, Robin on Tether.tv or CFLDLBMA.com, and we will broadcast your message just like we did with Think Near. Uh, we're telling brand stories. We're not doing advertising. As you can see, it's a pretty unique way of doing it. So if you're interested in that, reach out to us. And again, if you like these podcasts, do us a favor. It's Christmas time. Go and rate this podcast. Find it wherever you actually downloaded this. Give it a five-star review. Actually give it a physical review. Type in some words of praise. Take a screen grab of that. Send me that screen grab. I will read it word for word and include your company name. I will include your company name. This is bribing, but you'll get to be a part of the show and it won't cost you anything. But please, that is what you can do for us this Christmas, if you don't mind. Just give there us a good go. review uh, or just write us a check. One of the two things. That's uh, I, either way. We're we're you know we will have a merry Christmas. We are happy, and then I won't have to buy my kids <clears throat> Christmas presents on food stamps. Yeah. All right. All right. I see if you have a uh, quick resource of the week, and then we're gonna put this puppy to bed. 
Yes, if you are in the U.S. and you've got some fantastic location technology startup, uh, our good friends over at Simon Properties, that's the mall owner operators, own a lot of shopping malls in the U.S. Uh, they, uh, they're, um, they're, uh, have a program called um, Simon uh, Retail Tech Startup Competition and Accelerator Program. Uh, rolls so it off is, your tongue, right? Yeah, it rolls off your tongue. Uh, <laughs> it's, it's, so basically, it's a startup competition. They're looking for some of the best and brightest uh, startups, and they have this accelerator program. Uh, they're going to choose up to three companies. Uh, they will invest up to $25,000 in those companies. Uh, each company gets a free year of office space at any Simon property across the country. Um, they also uh, automatic acceptance into their retail accelerator, which is called Plug and Play Retail Accelerator, uh, and an optional 12-week program in Silicon Valley. And so uh, the deadline for applying for that is January the 14th. So please do that. My voice is gone. Uh, January the 14th uh, is the deadline for applying for the Simon uh, uh, Startup Competition and Accelerator Program. The link is there. Uh, but if you didn't get it and you're just listening, it is www.simonventuregroup.com forward slash number sign accelerator. Beautiful. I don't know why anybody wouldn't do that. I don't know why anybody wouldn't do that. I think that this is, this is valuable. And certainly what Simon is trying to do is find the next great business to acquire. That's, like, that's what these guys do. Yeah. Just like your Mondelez stuff, right? And just like the way Techstars does it inside of Disney. They're looking for opportunities to be innovative, but, uh, but learn from some of the great entrepreneurs that are out there doing this kind of stuff. So uh, simonventuregroup.com forward slash hashtag accelerator. Asif, let's kill this thing so we can both go and we crawl into a bed and die. Folks, we will be back for episode number 214 next week, which will be our prediction show. I've already gotten some predictions, probably 13 <clears> or 14 <throat> predictions from you guys out there. If you have one that you would like to have included this, I will read it. I swear to you, I will read it with your company name. Just send it to me, robinontether.tv, your predictions for the year 2015. And they can be crazy, just can't involve alien abductions, aliens, or zombie apocalypses. None of those will be featured on this. No. Those are a given. They will happen. Everything else is a prediction. All right? So, uh, please, we'll be back for 214, which will be the prediction show. And our next real show will be, obviously, in the new year, uh, episode number 215. So... Uh, I thank you guys for listening to this abbreviated version. Have a merry, merry, merry Christmas. Have a great holiday with your family. Um, and we will be back during the week between Christmas and New Year's with our predictions show. Asif? Absolutely. Yeah. Happy holidays. Merry Christmas to everyone out there. Uh, th thanks again for supporting us. And uh, we wish you all the best. And we'll see you soon. Yes. Rest easy, my friend. <clears throat> all right. We'll see right. you guys next week. Oh, man. <coughs> <Ugh>. <coughs> All right. <coughs> Holy crap. <coughs> okay. <coughs>